Damn it! Damn it! Typical Knicks, man. I knew it. They'd get close. They'd tease us. And then they wouldn't get it done. Draft lottery results are in. New Orleans Pelicans, number one. New York Knicks, number three. As waxed poetic by Stephen A. Smith live on his Twitter right after the results were announced. The raw emotion speaking for Knicks fans all over New York and across the country. John Lucas Duffy with me here. Pete Kennedy on the Sports Blog New York podcast. If there wasn't an NBA draft lottery to have more of an impact on an NBA offseason and on the possible next 5 to 10 to 15 years, I don't know what it looks like because Zion Williamson is on his way to New Orleans. And the team looking to move perhaps one of the biggest stars in the league and Anthony Davis now has perhaps the biggest chip to get him out of town. And Zion Williamson. John Lucas Duffy. The draft lottery is in. The results are out. Knicks three, Pelicans one, Lakers four. Boy, was that wild. Yeah, Memphis two, but who cares? Um This this was like a punch to the gut. Like I texted everyone in the group after I was like, I I'm nauseous. Like I'm physically nauseous right now. I can't believe that just happened. I can't believe basketball in New Orleans is going to continue to be relevant. Like that's just such a that's just such a blow. And the NBA missed out on an opportunity. An opportunity to have one of the biggest college prospects and the biggest college stars in Zion Williamson play in New York and play in the Mecca for the New York Knicks. And as many people out there who say, well, hell, the Knicks have sucked for years. What's so special about them? People just like playing in the garden, not for the Knicks. With all that being said, I think it is absolutely inarguable to think that the NBA wouldn't have benefited from someone like Zion Williamson in New York, night in, night out, in Madison Square Garden. It's a true missed opportunity, Duff, if you ask me. It's it's terrible. It would have been must-see TV constantly. Think about how fun Mitchell Robinson was. Multiply that by 100. Just think, just think about that. Like How psyched were we about Mitchell Robinson all season? And Imagine if it was just Zion. If it was Zion Williamson. It, it really, it's tough. It's a gut punch, and that's the best way to describe it. And, and the weird thing is, with the Knicks getting the number three pick, there are some real positive things to hang your hat on. Five would have been absolutely miserable. It would have been a blow to the franchise. It would have been demoralizing. Four, obviously not as bad as five, but also would have been demoralizing in what everybody is calling a three-person draft. So when the Knicks get number three, I think there's a sigh of relief. I know I had a sigh of relief. I, I thought to myself, okay, we're going to get one of these three guys who everybody is agreeing is going to be the, the three most impactful people in this draft. But then with the team that got number one, not only from a Knicks perspective because the Knicks didn't get one and the Knicks' chance to trade for Anthony Davis may have slipped away, but now the team with Anthony Davis has the biggest chip around 
the the number one way to get Anthony Davis would have been to trade the number one pick, and now it's gone. It's already in New Orleans. It's already there, and Anthony Davis is still likely on his way out. And for the next couple of weeks, it feels like they hold all the cards. It, it really does. Like now, David Griffin can just sit back and say, you know, if Anthony Davis leaves, that'll suck, but. We'll have Zion Williamson, and I think we'll be okay. They'll have Zion and so Williamson, he can, and he can hold every other team's feet to the fire now. Like you want, all right? You want to give me that, that, and that plus that? I need two more picks, like two more picks, two more players. I need like everything. He can just demand whatever he wants. Sit back like a madman. It feels like David Griffin just got the final Infinity Stone, and he's wearing the gauntlet right now, and he could snap his fingers whenever he wants. Whether it be now, before the Celtics uh, can officially trade, before Kyrie opts out, or waiting closer to draft or whenever it may be, whenever he feels like it, he now has all that it takes, all the leverage that he lost or that the Pelicans lost with this weird Lakers situation midseason is now gone, and Zion Williamson is going to be a New Orleans Pelican. And, and, uh, And it wasn't the Cavs, right? I didn't want the Cavs to get number one. I didn't want that, and we got that. We didn't have Zion have to go to Cleveland, but perhaps he's going to the other death hole of the NBA. And granted, now New Orleans is making Cleveland look pretty nice. Yeah. Imagine from from Zion's perspective, like, this this really... I mean, let's let's sit on that. Let's get to it later. I mean... Really, just for for Anthony Davis, like what a blow! I th- who do you think feels worse right now, like Knicks fans or Anthony Davis? I I think I think it's Knicks fans. Anthony Davis is still going to end up pretty much. Yeah, for he him, wants it's like be. all right, one one more year, like at worst, at like, worst this time next year, I'll be sipping pina coladas on a beach because we didn't make the playoffs or we got bounced, <laughs> and I can just wait and just listen to whatever Max offers anyone wants to hand me. Exactly. So many things to unpack here. Many things to talk about on the Sports Blog New York podcast, Apple Podcasts app, iTunes, Google Play, and now on Spotify. Check us out on Spotify. Hit the follow button. Let us know uh, you're listening to us over there as well. But so many things to think about. There's winners. There's losers. There's a strong Pelicans angle that needs to be talked about that affects many other teams. That's the thing about this winner in the draft lottery. It's not changing one franchise. It's changing the Lakers. It's changing the Knicks, the Cavs, Suns, and Bulls. It's changing the Celtics, who are in the AD sweepstakes. The Pelicans getting number one may have one of the bigger domino effects on other franchises in any draft lottery that I can think of. Dating back to when the Cavs won the LeBron sweepstakes, there's the KD draft and there's the AD draft that seem on par with this draft lottery win. This is a top four draft lottery win um, in the mix with LeBron James, Greg Oden slash Kevin Durant. Obviously, the Blazers made the wrong decision there, but it was still clear for some and not others. Uh, and then you got Anthony Davis and now Zion. Here it is. Here it and is. the Pelicans somehow win two out of four. <sighs> wow. And <laughs> it's that's we, basketball Siberia. Like we, it's just so devastating. We have the, made the, jokes. The two of them are going to be in the Smoothie King Center together. Think tickets will still be five dollars or I, what? I was going to say we have made jokes on this podcast that you can get Pelicans tickets cheaper than a Chipotle burrito, 
And I, I don't know if that's going to be the case now, starting next year. Maybe they're going to be 15 bucks for tickets now. And maybe you can get two uh, burritos. You can get some guac with your burrito and a ticket to the Pelicans game. I mean, it, it's truly sad. And I've definitely had some some interesting talks. And when I say interesting, I'm being sarcastic here with people who didn't think it was necessary or didn't think the New York market deserved Zion or needed Zion or the NBA wanted Zion in New York. It's baloney. It's absolute hooey. Anybody who's an NBA fan who has any semblance of league-wide uh, hope, right? Not just you're just a Blazers fan or you're just a Rockets fan. Anybody who's an NBA fan would benefit from Zion Williamson being in New York. And this draft lottery happened to strip us away from that opportunity. It's very sad. But let's talk about the Pelicans specifically because as much as we can sit here and sulk about the Knicks, and we're going to do that in a little bit, but we're going to talk about maybe some positives that come out of this Knicks landing at three. Let's talk about the Pelicans specifically who are going to be bringing Zion to town. What is their play? What is David Griffin's big punch here? When he puts that infinity goal on his, on his hand and snaps his fingers, what does he want to happen, Duff? What is does the next three months look like for the Pelicans? The next three months is trying to create whatever buzz they can. Hopefully people around the arena that live there realize now they have an NBA team uh, and that it exists just in general. Uh, and then just in relation to other NBA teams, it's just about still, I'm still trying to put together a trade package. Like I, I personally, because it, it seems like, David Griffin and Anthony Davis are just two opposing forces. Like AD will do anything to get out of there and David Griffin will do anything to keep them. And it's just going to be impossible to convince one or the other that they should give in to either of them, like give any inch because AD saying, I'm just going to bide my time for another year. David Griffin saying we have the most transcendent talent since uh, you, Anthony Davis, (laughs) and we can, we can build like, so I, I don't know what it is. You still got to get together a package. So you were kicking around a trade idea, uh, Lakers for AD. Uh, Lakers trying to get AD. It was the number four pick, Kuzma, Ingram, and then another first rounder. I don't think that gets it done. The Knicks, they had a number three pick, obviously. And then you do uh, Knox, Frankie Smokes, and the two Maverick unprotected first-rounders, right? Was that correct? That's what I said, yes. Yep. And then I'm not sure that gets it done. I think maybe if you flip Mitchell Robinson for Nilakina and then do one Maverick unprotected first-rounder, that might get it done. Or I bet you he's still hold out for both, honestly. It, it, um, yeah. Well, you know, well, let me cut you off there for a second. The yeah. one thing that's interesting here when it comes to the Knicks trade package and the Celtics trade package is so much now relies upon what's going to happen with the other free agents, right? Are the Celtics willing to give up Tatum and or Brown if Kyrie's not back in town? Are the Knicks willing up to give up willing to give up Mitchell Robinson, Kevin Knox, Frank Nilakina, and two first round picks if Kevin Durant's not coming to town? It becomes very interesting when you talk about those two teams specifically. Um, what with how much weighs on this free agency, right? But when you talk about the Los Angeles Lakers, their free agency very much includes trying to get AD. That's option number one for them is bringing Anthony yeah. Davis to town. Jimmy Butler, that's option two. 
you know, trading for someone else, option three. Uh, trying to get Clay Thompson, pipe dream, option number seven. Uh, is Chris Middleton, Tobias Harris, Kemba Walker, is that option four or five for the Lakers? Like, I think the Lakers option is, or number one option, is very strongly, not even close, doing whatever they can to get Anthony Davis. Now, I know I have a bias for Lonzo Ball. Does it hurt you to throw Lonzo Ball in that package? Does that seem like something the Lakers are going to try their hardest to not do? Because it feels like he would be, like he would be playing well with those other guys, whereas Kuzma and Ingram are taking up the space where LeBron and Anthony Davis would operate, if that makes sense. So where's the cutoff point if you're the Lakers? Is it Lonzo? Is it more picks? Where does it lie there? I think it's more picks. You don't know what you're getting with Lonzo. You just don't. Like As much as I'm a fan of him as well, you're David Griffin. You're in New Orleans. This is the Pelicans. You need to at least be in control of your own destiny here. Um, I'm not saying more draft picks are a sure thing because they're not. Never know how a draft picks going to turn out. Just ask the Sixers. So I'm not sure asking for more picks is the answer, but it's my answer. I want to make my own picks. I don't want to inherit Lonzo Ball. I don't want what Magic Johnson thought was a good idea. At this point, that seems like a bad track record. <laughs> so I'm I'm not picking that up like that. that that's not my move. So I'll ask for more picks. Okay. Personally. Fair enough. And I think the Lakers would actually be happy with that because I think inside the Lakers organization and uh, even within LeBron's camp, I think there is an affinity to Lonzo Ball. They think he's a smart, good player who just needs to stay on the court and have a real offseason. So I think the Lakers would prefer to keep him, especially with the position he plays next to AD and LeBron. Um, but let me just ask this before we hop over to talk about the Knicks. If the chances to keep Anthony Davis in New Orleans for one more year was at a 0.5% chance, which might be a little high, is it up to a 5% chance? Is it increased at all? Or do you just fully expect Anthony Davis to be traded by the start of the season some way, somehow? I do. I, it, it may be increased like 5%, um, but I don't think a number one pick is really going to change Anthony Davis's mind. Do you think about how rookies do overall uh, in the NBA. It's it's really hard without a solid team around them to make a significant impact in terms of um, playoff aspirations, which is what a player like Anthony Davis, who's 26 and in his prime and has been for the past three years, it feels like, because he's so dominant. And this franchise, you know, through no fault of Dave Griffin, obviously he hasn't been there, but it, it it's, it's a franchise that he has a negative kind of uh, association with at this point because they haven't, done anything to build around like why should he have faith in them there, there's nothing um so i think there's a, a small chance like they get look the pelicans got better tonight there's no question about it but did they really significantly improve their playoff hopes i don't think so right they didn't bring in paul george not for this not for this one year that davis has left as as high of hopes we all have for zion williamson the pelicans didn't just add a proven all-star a proven late game scorer a proven playoff performer they 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 added a rookie with an amazing amount of promise who may be a top five player in the league in four or five years you know like and that's best case scenario because like you said as good as rookies can be we just saw it with Luka Doncic and for a quarter of a season with Trey Young as good as they can be they're not controlling the outcomes of many games or they're not controlling the outcomes of a month at a time it just doesn't work like that so as good as Zion Williamson may be 
Anthony Davis is not looking at him and saying, "Oh, now we're a championship contender." That just that's not happening. So I agree with you. And when the, when the Celtics can get in in this game here, when they can offer um, Tatum and or Brown and all the picks that they have, they have friggin' three in the first round right now. Is Kyrie coming back? Is Kevin Durant coming to the Knicks? These things are all going to play so heavily on the Anthony Davis trade sweepstakes. But the Pelicans can sit pretty right now, knowing they have the number one pick and they have Zion Williamson, which is the big win of the offseason, um, possibly going to be the biggest win of the offseason other than if Kevin Durant leaves Golden State. Yeah. Um, and I know we, we've been hearing it forever, but still just one thing I want to throw out there. that I, I still think the Celtics have the best package. Like, yeah. And if they get some inkling from Kyrie and just say, hey, if we can get a deal done for AD, would you stay? And he says yes, then I come with, you know, if I'm Danny Ainge, I'm like, okay, take all three of our first rounders, take Tatum, take Brown. And we'll wow. roll the dice with Kyrie Irving, so Anthony much. Davis, and and Gordon Hayward from like a year removed after a full rehab season. Let's see if he can get like his basically Paul George mojo. It's so much, man. Yeah, it's it's so much. It's so much, but I think it's better than what the Lakers and, and the Knicks yeah. can throw out there. Like you, you don't know what the what the Mavs picks are going to be. I'd imagine they'll be like high high lottery, probably like mid mid to high lottery, best case scenario with with Luca getting better and. We'll see if Porzingis can get his head out of his ass and figure some stuff out. But Wow. Uh, this is going to be an absolute blast to follow along. As sad as we are, that Zion's not going to be in New York or some well, other think, better basketball market. I think market. Pete, we might be sleeping on the best the best trade option for for the Pelicans. Yeah. That uh, your boy, what's his, I don't even know who this guy is. Patrick? Oh, yeah, my coworker. <laughs> oh, is yeah. that who that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, let's, let's give Dude, a shout. I think you should... T- Let's give a you shot. You should throw that. that out there, yeah. All right, so uh, let's do a quick greeny tease, but we're not going to actually tease. We're going to talk about it right after. But what if I told you that LeBron James and that Anthony Davis will be playing together at the start of next NBA season, but not for the Los Angeles Lakers? Back after this. Wow, I'm sticking around. I'm sticking around for that one. So my boy Patrick, shout out to my coworker. Um, he hit me with this hot take. He warned me it was a hot take. He asked me, am I ready? I said, yes. And he hit me with it. He said, you think the Lakers have the best package to trade for AD? Wrong. The Pelicans now have the best package to trade for LeBron. Zion to LA, LeBron to New Orleans, Anthony Davis, and Alvin Gentry, and LeBron on NOLA with David Griffin reunited. It's happening. <laughs> I, I mean, look. LeBron has seen what's happened when he when he chooses other things over basketball. Now, like, oh come on! If he does don't that, I, don't if actually. He, if like he this. does that, if he does that, depending on what New Orleans Stop gives up, it. what other other players they have Stop to do to make it. the salaries match, like nothing. Is that, not, is that not a better team than the Lakers? It's a much better team, but it's not going to happen. It's it's a fun, it's a hilarious hot take that I love, Same. and it's it's really great. It's so funny. That's that's why Twitter is so great, you know, and Instagram. You just see something hilarious like that, and half the people think it's serious. Like, bro, come on, that's not going to happen. LeBron's not going to New Orleans. But then clearly other people are like, yo, this is the best take I've seen in years. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to that. Um, yeah, it's great. Let's keep it moving. Let's talk about the Knicks, all right? And yeah. a lot of my laughing that's going on in this podcast is probably nervous energy because on one hand, I'm very pleased. And like I said in the open, I'm, I I had a sigh of relief that the Knicks got three because four and five could have been bad. It could have been really bad, really demoralizing, the absolute franchise gut punch. But we got three in what everyone's saying is a three-person draft. So Duff, 
spin zone the Knicks fan hood right now as a non-Knicks fan too. Can you spin zone this Knicks landing at three thing for me? As a non-Knicks fan, oh no, I'm just saying like, you're not a Knicks fan, so like I don't know. No, 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 I, I, I understand. Oh, okay. I understand. It's it's devastating that the Knicks didn't get the number one pick. It's even more devastating that the Pelicans did, for all the reasons we laid out. But this is a three-player draft, and picks two and three were interchangeable. Pick number one, obviously the best, far and away. Picks two and three, you know, doesn't matter which one you get. You're going to get players who are essentially at similar skill levels and, you know, potential in R.J. Barrett and John Morant. So, Knicks fans, you might have you might have lost the battle, but you could still maybe win the war because, as amazing as Zion is, he's still just a raw athlete at this point. He doesn't have great skills in terms of ball handling, shooting range, and um, and he might have issues with his weight. You know, maybe, but. I think in five years we could be looking back at this and Zion could be a great player, but John Moran or RJ Barrett are putting up better numbers. I think that's that's certainly within the realm of possibilities. So don't don't lose hope just yet. You could still have a big free agency. You could still use the number one number three pick to to trade for something. Who knows what just yet, but you could still use the trade for something. Um so just hang tight, Knicks fans. Just believe it's you, you got a five-year plan. You got a five-year plan here, and it's solid. You still have two guys who could be perennial all-star. Absolutely. And as people are going to now you know, hit me up or people are going to be talking on Twitter, like trying to say, how is this positive? Like the Knicks are screwed. Like this sucks and all this stuff that's going to be negative. I totally get it. Like I, I couldn't understand more, and I'm with you guys. The missed opportunity for the NBA, missed opportunity for the Knicks. We covered all that. It's true. And then you get to R.J. Barrett and John Morant, and, and we landed in a place where we needed to be. We really, really wanted number one. We needed to be top three. We did. It's a three-person draft, as every expert has called it, and now we have a chance of getting one of those three. And like you said, R.J. Barrett and John Morant have the chance to be all-stars. They have a chance to be real franchise players. So real quick, um, I'm just going to say this about the two of them. I don't know. I have to watch more tape, but I will say, in regards to their position, the R.J. Barrett upside excites me a little bit because as much as people think there's a point guard league, you look at Dame Lillard, uh, Kemba Walker, Kyrie Irving, Steph Curry to a little bit lesser extent because of, of how insanely good he is, they're all great. They're all fantastic. But when you look at the real uh, game shifters, the game changers in this league, it, it really comes down to wings. Wings who can make plays, make teammates better, and dominate on both sides of the floor. And now I don't know if R.J. Barrett is that, but he is that size, he is that wing, he is that physical, and he has some of the tools. You look at Kawhi, you look at Giannis, you look at Durant, you look at LeBron. R.J. Barrett or Jean Morant? fits that mold. It's more Barrett. So there's there's a reason to be excited about him, despite some of the negatives that happened with him in Duke, where it came to some selfishness late in games, a lack of a jump shot, uh, no real signature move going to the hoop. There's some negativity there. But it was a tough spot for him in Duke. Where Zion was getting so much hype. It's a really tight game in college with not a lot of space, and he needs space. Um, so there's positives and negatives for R.J. Barrett, but the ceiling is definitely high. And John Morant's a freak athlete. He can shoot, he can pass. Uh, he's a streaky shooter, but he's really good. 
And I think I think they're both all-stars in their career. So if you want to spin zone this, you want to hang your hat on something, if you were told before this draft, Knicks fans, you're getting number three. Guaranteed, lock it in, number three. You're not going to be thrilled, but you're going to be relieved. The fact that the Pelicans got number one made this sting a little bit more, for sure. But the fact that your top three really means something, and it holds weight moving forward, like you said, Duff, whether it be a trade or drafting one of these two guys in Moran or Barrett, there's a win here. There is a positive. There is a silver lining, and uh, it just may take some more time to show itself. Yeah, and we've been talking about Zion as just like a prospect or a trade piece. Let's talk about Zion the man. Let's talk about him as a person, a human being. It's 2019. It's about feelings. What, what do you think? What do you think for Zion? How, how does he feel right now in this moment? Well, according to Mark Spears of ESPN, he put out a tweet that, as you hear me sigh, it gave a little extra gut punch. It gave, you know, we got a, a nice salt, gut punch. Salt in the wound. Right. We got punched in the gut, and it hurt. And then we got another jab to the, to the chin real quick while we were down from Mark Spears. He said on Twitter, directly after the lottery results, Zion Williamson was quickly whisked out of the room after Pelicans were announced the winner of the draft lottery. Source said the former Duke star was rooting to go to New York, but now is going to New Orleans. So in the most obvious news of the day, Zion Williamson is not happy about going to New Orleans when he had the chance to go to New York. How about that? How about that? Shocker. Just a downright shocker. Literally any other place in the NBA you would rather play. It's a shame. Literally I hate to, anywhere. I hate to keep bringing it up as like this sad thing that happened, but it really, it really is. It's and so sad. Also, real quick, I know you have, I know you have something with uh, the whole New Orleans thing, but for as happy as Pelicans fans are going to be tomorrow, they're going to turn on any single uh, national media outlet, and people are just going to be trashing New Orleans. They're going to say. Oh my God, he's going to be in New Orleans. What a joke. What a shame. He's going to play for a stadium empty. There's going to be no fans there. And Pelican fans are finally happy about something uh, that's not winning one round in the playoffs. And then tomorrow, or depending when you're listening to this today, every single national media person is just going to be saying how big of a shame it is that this guy has to play in New Orleans. It's so sad. And if you've seen any of the Instagram photos out there of like, the uh, the the photoshopped Pelicans jersey on Zion. It looks so ugly. Time for a rebrand. Like, you got to rebrand. You got to rebrand right now. Like I don't know who was in that war room in New Orleans. Everyone looks so excited. I hope one of them has a plan for the rebrand because the jerseys are terrible. Um, in terms of Zion, like where does he go from here? I think I have a plan. I think I've been talking to my brother. I think we've devised a plan for him. So I don't know if uh, Pete, are you familiar with the with the Charles Barkley story of when he was going to be drafted to the Sixers? Yes, but okay, only so, a, only a little bit. Okay, so if, so f- for anyone who might not know, um, you know Chuck, obviously a hefty man. In college, he was playing at about three hundred pounds. The Sixers called him a month before the draft or so, and they basically said, "Hey, we want to take you at five but you need to get down like 15 pounds. You got to get, you got to get below like 285. You know, if you do that for us, we're going to pick you and you get like a $75,000 signing bonus. Um, and so Chuck, he got down to 283. He was disappointed with the bonus number that they had given him after he cut the weight and was like, well, that's, that's not, I didn't leave college for $75,000. Like, or maybe that was a contract. I don't, I don't know the exact details, but he was disappointed with it. And he was like talking to his friend, like, damn, like, what the hell? 
And he's like, what are you, you know, you're going to $5,000. What are you so pissed about? Like you beat the, you beat the weight limit. He's Chuck was like, nah, let's go out. And so he went out, <laughs> he went to Denny's. He had like two grand slams. We had lunch, like big barbecue sandwiches, went to a steakhouse. And the next day he got two more grand slams. Like this is right before the draft. He weighed in at 302. So he gained back 20 pounds in two days. And he was like, oh, thank God. I didn't make the cut. They're not going to draft me. This is great. And then they take him anyway. So he was close. Like he almost he almost got out of it. And the okay. number one thing that people question about Zion is his weight. He's 285 right now. And he would be the second heaviest player in the NBA. So I was talking to my brother. I was like, well, you know, if we, we, we need to pull some kind of Ocean's Eleven type type heist thing, some some real deep plan where it's like I just show up at his house with a tr- trailer truckload of Krispy Kreme donuts. And we got to get him to about 320. <laughs> Three, we get him to 320. I guarantee you the Pelicans pass on him. We get him to 330, 340. I guarantee the Pelicans and the Grizzlies pass on him. And then he goes to the Knicks. He cuts the weight, plays himself into shape, and the rest is history. <laughs> and I think if I do that, I'll be inducted in the Basketball Hall of Fame. Flawless. Absolutely flawless. I'm in. That's, the only, that's the only plan. Like That's the only way out of this. <laughs> You know uh, what you gotta you know, do, Zion. Does he, I don't know if he has any siblings, but you gotta start making uh, his siblings teach him how to shoot, so he messes up his jump shot. Oh, he yep. just looks mm-hmm. terrible. Just mm-hmm. he's gotta he's gotta start talking to Markel Fultz, posting like training videos with Markel. Are Fultz. there any more Jenners or Kardashians out there? Yes. Are there, are there any available? He knocks up Kylie Jenner. Travis Scott has a, a hit out on him. Um, so like he's just now. He's he's out. He's off the draft boards automatically. Oh my. Wait, no, no, no. Don't go too far. He just dropped to the Warriors. Please. We need to rein it in. Rein it in. Oh, man. That's flawless. I, I think you're inducted. You're on, the, you're on the ballot, at least. I don't know if you're inducted I'm yet. On the, I don't know if I'm first ballot, but I'm getting in. Look, look, this is the Basketball Hall of Famer, right? They let everyone in. That's great. That's really funny stuff. <sighs> All right. Um, the emotions are palpable. It's sad. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Um, Knicks fans, be upset, but don't be too upset. That's what I'm going to say. That's my that's my tidbit here, Knicks fans. Be upset. Don't be too upset. Imagine getting number five, right? Yeah. Like Zion, just, just stay hungry. Stay, stay hungry. Eat those Krispy Kremes, baby. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, winners and losers, is that where we're at? Winners and losers. Real quick. You got any you got any big winners? Let's do winners. Yeah. Well, real quick, let me just read this super duper fast so we just know in the back of our heads where everybody lies. We have from number one to 14s, Pelicans, Grizzlies, Knicks, Lakers, Cavs, Suns, Bulls, Hawks, Wizards, Hawks, Timberwolves, Hornets, Heat, Celtics. That is the official results of the draft lottery. And um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say my my, my number one winner. It, it, it's actually I think it's an easy one. This one's gonna be obvious. I'm gonna throw it out there. It's the Lakers. You know, Lakers were not projected top four. They had uh, an okay chance, obviously enough of a chance to get in there. But they have a big trade possibly on the table to get Anthony Davis, and their package, which looked okay to decent, just got from decent to solid by this pick being number four. It really helps them. And God forbid they don't make this trade. They now have the first swing of the bat uh, at the non-top three of this draft, or if they want to trade down. They have options, and this completely helped the Lakers, just overall. For sure helped the Lakers. I'd say my top my top three winners, I would say number number one, no, number three, the, the Grizzlies, probably, because they, they jump up to... Um, to, to number two 
they have a chance to get either R.J. Barrett or John Morant or Zion Williamson if he gets the 320. Um, and then number t- and just makes basketball in Memphis like relevant again. Like they have um, Jaron Jackson, but now they're going to get another top three prospect, which will be great for them. Uh, number two, the Lakers, for all the reasons you just said. Number four pick, way better than they imagined. And number one, the number one winner from this uh, draft lottery is Alvin Gentry. Because <laughs> so often, like, you'll see a team that's about to rebuild just fires their coach and just brings in a new guy, build the build the culture back up, whatever. Like, we've, we've just seen it with Fizz. We saw it with Brett Brown. We've seen it with the Suns several times. Um, so now Alvin Gentry, I feel like, is more secure, especially for this season, because uh, it doesn't seem like David Griffin is in a rush to trade Anthony Davis, even though maybe you should be. Um, so those are my winners. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, also, the Hawks are uh, a winner here. They get one of the Dallas picks. Uh, if the Dallas landed top five or top four, I believe it was, they would have received that pick. But now Atlanta has two swings at the bat to add to their exciting young nucleus of Trey Young, John Collins, uh, Terrain Prince, and Kevin Herter. They have, uh, what is it, eight and ten. They have eight and ten in a draft. And let me just, this is about this is about the draft here, too. Um, when you have a, a top-heavy draft, one to three, it doesn't mean there's no talent four down to the end of the first round. That's not what it means. What it means is it means it's it, harder to identify. Exactly. It's harder to identify. So the Hawks have two swings at the bat at number eight and number 10 with obvious needs and just need more talent, more rotation players, more starters, whatever they can find. Best available. Exactly. And they have two swings at it, and um, they showed well. With drafting last year, Kevin Herter, they, they kind of reached on him, according to a lot of people, and he looks like a real NBA player. So I'm going to say Hawks, by uh, the Mavericks not being top five, they, they are a winner by getting two picks in this first round. Also, sneaky winner of the Mavericks not going top five um, is the Knicks. If that pick landed in the top five this year, um, that there would have been some future protection on one of the Mavericks picks for the Knicks in the next two years, or next three years, I should say. Um, and now because it didn't land in top five, the next two Dallas Maverick picks the Knicks own are unprotected. That's huge. Yeah. Huge. Um, so even though the Knicks are a loser, they're a low-key winner. Yeah, sneaky winner. Spin zone. There you go. Uh, so let's move on to losers. You got any You got any specific losers here? I mean, the three su- to five, it's one, just- two, I don't know who your losers the obvious Suns are the other top four teams, and this is another sneaky win for the Knicks. There are four teams who had um, clear-cut better odds than everyone else to land top four. It's the Knicks, Suns, Cavs, and Bulls. And the Cavs, Suns, and Bulls all landed in basically the worst spot possible for them. The Cavs were one spot up. Actually, they were all one spot from their from their worst spot. Yeah, they all spot. went second to t- second to worst case scenario. Right. So the Cavs could have gone six; they went five. Suns could have gone seven; they went six. Bulls could have went eight; they went seven. They all drop, drop, drop. Knicks only drop, drop to the number three. So, in that sense, Knicks sneaky winner. But the losers in that regard would be the Cavs, Suns, and Bulls for sure. I mean, that just sucks. Talk about a gut punch. Yeah. On honorable, I have four like really clear cut and devastating losers. Um, I'd say at honorable mention, you know, we got the Knicks because, you know, even though it was a loss, it was a couple moral victories in there. And then honorable mention, Cavs, Suns, Bulls, all the reasons you just said. And then number four, the number four biggest, the fourth biggest loser, LeBron James. He is not going to get Zion Williamson. He's not going to get 
Anthony Davis this year. Uh, he's going to be another year wasted essentially because without AD, I don't know what free agent they're going to pick up unless it's Kawhi or Kevin Durant. It doesn't seem likely that's another year wasted while he's in the twilight of his career. Um, number three, I had just basketball fans in general, mm. just mm. because now for the mm. next, you know, LeBron's got like five years. We're going to have roughly almost 10 years of, of um, at least what, seven to 10 years, seven to nine years of Zion in new Orleans. So mm. that's, Pretty pretty awful. Also loser Zion Williamson. <laughs> also a big time loser Zion Williamson. Number two, I have the Atlanta Hawks. You had them as a winner. I have them as a loser. Really? Because don't forget, they traded Luka Doncic for like the eighth and tenth pick in a three player draft. So right. that's true. And then the number one biggest loser is the city of Seattle. So if you're a frequent <laughs> listener of this podcast, <laughs> You know, you know, all I want is an NBA team back in Seattle. They're building a new arena, for God's sakes. Just someone give them something. And this was their, like, best hope. If the Pelicans just get, like, the ninth pick or whatever they were supposed to get, and then they trade Anthony Davis, and then whoever that ninth pick is is just not good, and then they just suck for the next three years. Like, that team's in Seattle. The people of Seattle should be just weeping right now. This that that was the biggest loser, hands S- down. Spin zone, spin zone. Zion Williamson, the anti Kevin Durant, the star on the franchise, not to leave Seattle, but to bring the franchise to Seattle. There we go. Uh, you can only hope at yeah, this point. Not, I mean, I can't happen. imagine attendance is going to get much better in New Orleans. So no matter who's on the team, it could be Jesus Christ out there. True or Doesn't false? Matter. True or false? The emotions are stronger for the Pelicans getting the number one pick in Zion, Zion Williamson, or the emotions are stronger about that non-pass interference call in the, in the NFC Championship game. Oh, 100% the Saints' pass interference call. Like, if <laughs> if you asked any everyone in the state, like, what would you rather have? Like, they not even win the Super Bowl. Just they call that pass. Not even win the Super Bowl, win the game, keep it close, whatever. Just flip that pass interference call, or you get the number one pick in Zion Williamson. They would... It would be the vast ninety nine percent of people in Louisiana would say, "Give me the pass interference call." Facts. That's that's how little they care about basketball. Uh, what a no, just way to end it with another gut punch to me. I think that's up to five uh, size for me on this podcast. Yeah, just it's like, pretty rough. Uh, and that's more my NBA fan than my Nick fan. Like it's both, but it's it's definitely the NBA fan. And I think, you know, we're recording this podcast late night after the draft lottery, but if you're listening to this on Wednesday, you have already heard or are currently hearing all these national media outlets just say how rough this can be for the NBA and how tough of a blow it can be for the Knicks and the National Basketball Association. It's tough, but, you know, that is what it is. Jesus Christ, I'm really going to have to watch the Pelicans next year? Like, I'm going to have to do that? Yeah, we have to. We really do. And we don't know who else is going to be there out with them. Is it going to be uh, Zion Williamson, Drew Holiday? And is Zion Williamson Drew, so oof. good that I have to watch the Pelicans? I like, don't know. We'll see. We don't. He may it? not be. He might not be. We don't know. He better play in Summer League. I need to have an answer to that question. Oh. I, oh it's really oh. up in the air. Like, as amazing as he was all season, I really just don't want to watch the Pelicans. Michael Porter will play in summer league. Apparently, that's that's fun. That would be fun. Anyways, stuff. We did it late night. We did it live. We did it real. 
we had to come out here and, and spit some bars about the NBA draft lottery results, and, and, and we did it. Do you have any last words, any, any last gripes or any last takes to put on the line? Uh, Anthony Davis, you deserve all of this. Wow. Because he deserves it. Strong. You betrayed the franchise. This is what you get. This is what you get. This is what you get. And then the conspiracy, the real conspiracy, like, oh, obviously the the lottery's not rigged, right? Wrong. And Adam Silver rigged the lottery to make it look like it wasn't rigged. That was He rigged it to not rig it. Wow. My column. They woke. <laughs> My column to come. Yeah, no, because he's so, you know, he's so infatuated with making sure the small markets have a chance to compete that he made sure the smallest market won the lottery. How do you ex- how do you explain like Cleveland and Minnesota winning so many lotteries and getting so many top prospects? It's tough. Frick. Now New Orleans again. Frick. Hey. So I may write. Here's my last words. This is not a big as big a loss for the Knicks as it is for the league. Even though that loss for the league is Zion not going to the Knicks. This is a really bad riddle, but just hang with me. The Knicks have a chance to make this right, to make this work, to make this positive. It is now imperative to bring Kevin Durant to New York. It is now important to make sure... Whoever's left over to the top three, so you're not making sure of anything. To When you take the leftover of the top three, to nurture him, to hype him up, to make sure he develops, because these top three guys are legit. If it's John Morant, great. If it's R.J. Barrett, great. These guys can be contributors, can be all-stars. David Fisdale, your job starts now. Whether you're shipping out Kevin Knox or Frank Nilakina or all the future picks or, or even Mitchell Robinson for Anthony Davis, great. We need Kevin Durant, and we need to develop. And Fizz, your job starts now. It's not over for the Knicks. This is a gut punch, but you're still upright. You didn't even get knocked down to the mat, Knicks fans. You didn't even get knocked down to the mat. You can feel that emotion that you heard from Stephen A. in the open. You can feel it. But also, there is reasons to be happy, to be pleased with the results of this draft lottery. So be upset. I get it. But don't be too upset, because this could have been a whole lot worse. And that's my last words on this draft lottery. That's it? You got nothing else? That was it. I gave my last words. What do you want? All right. Bye, everybody. Sports Blog New York, <laughs> Sports Blog New York Podcast. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate it every single time. Someone hits play on iTunes Podcast app, Spotify, wherever it may be. Give a little rating review. Tell us your take. Give us your raw reaction on Twitter at PKennedyWithTwoWise or at SportsBlogNYC. What is your sense of this draft lottery? What do you feel? What's the, what's the raw emotion that you experienced when the results were announced? Because it was crazy, and I know me and Duff – rode that roller coaster up and down with a lot of size and a lot of confusion and some numbness. But uh, nonetheless, the offseason ahead after these uh, playoffs finish up is going to be quite the wild ride. Sports Blog New York Podcast, Pete Kennedy, John Lucas Duffy, thank you all for listening. Have a great freaking day. Let's go Sonics.